welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. To another helping young detailers, uh, Nick, looking mighty, uh, mighty clean there. Like the style, must have been a yeah, fun. Yeah, hear you. Do anything fun this weekend? Maybe play a little golf. Yeah, I was invited to a golf tournament in Scottsdale, so I uh, went down and spent the weekend in Scottsdale, Arizona. It was a great time. Look at you, man, looking all clean and ready to go today. I know. Yeah, fresh week. I know. All right, so we want to continue yeah. our discussion, uh, talking about uh, fake trainings that happen in our industry. And we're not necessarily meaning, which we've talked in the past about places that you pay, or which we will talk about those, we'll talk about some online ones, we'll talk about some different things, but we're also just talking about training that goes on because we watch or consume some other businesses' information instead of working on our own business. So uh, we want to dive in today to talk about Instagram, right? Instagram is a big platform for which, Nick, we want to call it an indoctrination in a sense of falsehood and of yeah. false trainings. Yeah. What do you think, man? Well, I think when we use this word indoctrination, what we want people to realize is we get a ton of comments from young detailers. And young detailers will say, I saw such and such, or I saw some person on Instagram, or I, I saw a post on Instagram from this detailer or that detailer. And all we really want to get get across today the best of our ability is that that's not actually real life in a lot of instances or i would say in all instances we don't know what's actually happening at that shop at that mobile detailing company you know they could be you know i've had it happen to our company where people just stole our photos and put it on their page um, which is a huge problem in this industry that nobody talks about and so what happens is that's why they call them influencers right People become influencers, so to speak, you know, in air quotes, an influencer in our industry, and you don't even know how they got their shop, if their shop is actually their business, you don't know anything. And so young detailers need to really think about things from this perspective. Understand the game is what we said last week uh, when we talked about YouTube. It's the same on Instagram and other social platforms. Understand that people are putting their best foot forward in some cases, it's not even their foot. They're stealing the photos. In other cases, they don't actually own the shop. And in another case, they're not telling you, hey, I'm doing massive amounts of dealership work. This isn't actually private citizen work. Um, so it, to me, the indoctrination we want to get across today is understanding these platforms and don't take everything like it's gold, you know, like, like, like it's just perfect. Like, wow, I, I know what's going on in that person's business because of their Instagram page. You, you really have no idea. Yeah, and to dive into that a little further, I mean, specifically when you're talking about dealer work, it's something we've brought up before that, you know, we've actually said dealer work is really great to go after. It's a little bit different than what, you know, most detailers like to put out that they do. So what's interesting is when some and kudos to them. It's really great that detail shops will go get wholesale type accounts. They might even pay full price. It's just that they're getting 
a good volume of certain types of cars from a very good dealership. And that is a very good thing to do. Let's yep. clarify. We love that model. We love doing that type of work. What I think that we want to just make sure to know is that because a lot of times, like Nick said, you get messages from young guys. Uh, I've had sit downs with local detailers who are in the real life situation going, Man, I just don't feel like I'm doing that well compared to, and then they might list off some bigger shops that they think are doing really well because of certain types of pictures, because of certain amount of content, which good for the, the company and the detailer that put out that content. Right. Therein lies the indoctrination, feeling that they're putting their views onto somebody else's business going, wish I could be like that. When, hey guys, we're just saying over here, you might not see what's really happening. The what you should do then is go and I think what I think is a, a great transition to what we want to talk about is how do you instead of trying copy, but how do you figure out, well, are they getting from here? How's their model going? And instead of trying to nitpick or instead of trying to copycat, actually try and study maybe their model and see where they're getting their work so that then you could also go get that type of work. Well, yeah, and, and you know, I wanna share this, this is my story. In 2019, at the beginning of the year as sort of a resolution business-wise, I wanted to become more involved in the detailing industry. You know, for my whole career, I was just sort of doing my own thing, you know, building my company. I never talked to anybody. You know, I didn't have any other than like vendors and suppliers and things like that. I never talked to people like yourself or, you know, other, you know, Josh at Rad. I, you know, I never made those type of connections. It just wasn't what I worked on at the time. And so one of the things that I want people to realize is, is I chose 2019 to start talking to other business owners in our industry and start digging into what they were doing. And the things I found were alarming. Uh, I would look at their Instagram profile and think, oh, this person's killing it. And then I would meet them and they were like, you know, I I'm trying to find a way out. You know, I, I can't be at my shop anymore. Uh, it's beating me up. And I go to their Instagram profile and it's like, this looks like the happiest person on the planet. And guess what? I just started finding more and more, whether that be big names in our industry that have social media presence or a small guy, you know, in Arizona or California or Philadelphia that I've followed that I ended up meeting and I'm going, man, your social media is just nowhere near what I thought. But then we started having real conversations and I started to be able to help them and say, this is what I do. And they'll take, they'll tell me something about their business. And I'm like, well, how'd you do that? So what I would think more than anything is, and this is, this goes back to an older episode we did. When you go to trade shows and you go do those things, people look at them as a waste because they waste their time. I went there and, and when I met somebody, I went out and asked questions. What's your business model? What do you do? It's just, it's just us, two or three people standing around. You'll find that people are way willing to share with a stranger, so to speak, when you ask them questions that maybe somebody on a local level would be uh, you know, apprehensive to do with you. Uh, so I, I would say this you know, instead of nitpicking, go meet those people. You, you always have opportunities to meet or reach out to those people, start asking questions. And then what you'll find is, hey, the online stuff really isn't that real, but this person still has a couple things that can help me. So it's not to 
denigrate Instagram or say that Instagram is a bad thing. It's how we use it that makes it a useful tool or not. Yeah, and we say nitpick, but there's also the the indoctrination of you know, copy me, right? Use use my product, use this, use that. This is what you should use, and you will get these cars, and you will achieve these results. Yep, is is a underground theory for a lot of a lot of Instagram pages. Yeah. And and then and, and it is what it is. Yep. I we we appreciate when people tag us, right? We like to reshare those tags. We appreciate yep. that, uh, and I'm sure other brands do too. We should all appreciate the the sharing and the community aspect of it. You know, the the thing that we just got to be cautious about in the indoctrination is in some areas that's a reason to sell you something, right? Yeah. So there's some shops that uh, will want to put on a display and you don't always know what really got them to where they're at or why they're doing what they're doing is just the theory that, you know, I think that we got to be cautious about. Yeah. And, yeah, and let, let's, let's put a bow on that with a simple thought. Just so guys and gals out there that are starting in this industry, no matter age, you're, st you're young in your career, uh, the, the one thing that people need to realize, and this is kind of the final thing for everybody to understand on this Instagram topic, there are a lot of people that are now social media influencers in detailing that don't actually own their shop. They don't actually own their shop. They're working in somebody else's shop. They're, they're, they're telling you all these things that you don't really have the time to go check up on. Then you check up on them and you realize they don't own the business. Uh, or they're working in a dealership and you never knew they were actually located in a dealership, any kind of thing like that, that you and I know, and guys that have been this in long, been in this business a long time know. And again, I'm not saying those things are bad. What I'm saying is they're giving you an impression of something that isn't true. So you see all these cars and you think, wow, they're out there hustling, getting all these clients. And yet they're working in the back of a dealership, but they never told you that they never told you, uh, I'm not exactly an employee, but I'm kind of an employee of a dealership because I don't really do any other work. Uh, as just one simple example that you and, I, you and I know, multiple people that have great social media followings that that's true. And like we want to say, and that's okay. Absolutely. Completely. But, but you just don't know the truth through Instagram. You just got to be concerned about false teachings. False. Yeah. You know. Yep false theories that you need to achieve something, but you don't really know what you're trying to achieve. So it's just, it's a false number. So, yes, all right, great discussion. Speaking of such an amazing young detailer who is still asleep at the camera, or he's in complete <laughs> meditation right before he's about to blow our minds. All right, welcome to Real Talk. And this is Zai from Car New. But detailing. Welcome, man. Thank you for taking the time. Oh, How about now? <laughs> there there <go>. it is. <laughs> I, I just realized the mic was off, damn it. <laughs> I'm going through all the settings and shit. <laughs> What's up, guys? How are you guys What's doing? Up, man? Good. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, Zach, give us a 30-second uh, pitch. Who, who are you? 
uh, where do you hail from? And uh, what have you been up to lately? Awesome, man. Yeah, of course. Uh, my name is Zaya Dinka. I am owner and founder of Carnuba Detailing, uh, automotive detailing studio here in Surprise, Arizona. And what I've been up to is a lot of content and detailing cars. So, uh, And Zai, you have a kind of a unique platform in a sense where the way you designed your business uh, from us talking from some different times from uh, SEMA to Mobile Tech, uh, getting to know you a bit more. Uh, it's interesting the way you set up uh, your business with you want to go ahead and have different avenues and different lanes uh, for your business and you're using multiple different ways. Give us a little bit of background about what you've done. Yeah, of course. I mean, just like any other automotive detailer, I guess I started my company in mind of just detailing. But what happened was I realized that people are just as interested in how to detail, learning um, educating and also just seeing a lot of awesome content surrounding our industry. So um, Carnuba Detailing has become more of just just as much as a media company, a content creation company rather than just a detailing company. And there's a reason why I call it a studio. When you walk into my office, the detail bays, there's cameras everywhere. So I got my mirrorless cameras, my DSLRs. I got uh, close to $5,000 worth of just camera equipment that we utilize to go ahead and create this content, create podcasts like you do, Marty, with pints and polishing and everything like that, and just push out content, both educational and entertaining at the same time. So, All right, very interesting, very interesting. Um, I, I think I want to start off, uh, Nick, asking you this question. Could you have imagined uh, 10 years ago opening your business and, and needing to do that much when you opened? When I say that much, that much camera work, all the other aspects, and not just clean a car. No. I mean, these revenue streams weren't really mature in 2010. Uh, the, these, you know, YouTube and Instagram and Facebook, you know, were just, just infancy. You know, it was just, it was just infancy. And if, if you bet on it, you know, early enough, a lot of guys with very little credibility that got in early uh, got to make money. And so, you know, a lot of the detailing content you see on YouTube is, is not very useful, but they got in early enough. They were early adopters. Uh, they put a camera in their, in their face before anybody else. And so they found some success from it. Uh, to their credit, they became early adopters and that's what happens. But no, I mean, the, the way content drives everything now, I mean, I couldn't imagine that I'd be walking around my guys with a gimbal on my iPhone uh, you know, even five years ago, uh, you know, the, the need for high quality content now. And I think that's the, that's the words everybody leaves out. If you do things in a high quality manner, content is great. If you do it kind of, you know, not well thought out, not very much money invested. I, I think it, it comes across cheap and you don't really get a lot from it. Yeah. So, uh, Zach, what, what is it that made you want to do it this way? I mean, I know you said you just felt that you wanted to take it that direction, but from your perspective of opening and at such a young age and at the time that we're in, why did you do it in a sense though? Like what's the core? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I don't think it's just why it's also, it's, I, I, you kind of need to do it nowadays. You know, just like Nick said, things have changed so much that you can't just be a detailer. 
because guess what? There is another detail that's your competition that's not only putting out the results that you're putting out, but also making sure that their clientele's presentation online is just as good as it is in person. That's what a lot of guys, you know, I see on Instagram and things of that nature on Facebook. They, they do such a great job detailing, but then their customer's car is presented online in a very poor fashion. Like Nick stated, if you don't put quality time, effort, and money into the content that you're pushing out, what if your customer sees that poor quality photo of their car, that before and after, whatever it is online, what are they going to think about it? So I want my customers to have the same experience both online, whether it be YouTube, my website, Instagram, whatever it may be, as they do walking into the shop location. So for me, it's just all encompassing, excuse me, when it comes to the whole experience of automotive detailing. Because what is detailing? It's aesthetics. People want to see visually how nice their car looks, both in person and I think also online as well. So, uh, but here's where I find it curious, which is the discussion that I'd really like to get into. Uh, on different YouTube pages, we see uh, people that set up detailing, you know, here's my detailing YouTube page, but they really want to explain products versus, you know, customer cars. Oh yeah, yeah for, for sure. And I think we, we, we talked about this before as well. Um, and you know, I was very heavily invested in those types of videos and I still am. I still do product reviews and how to's and things of that nature, because you know, at the end of the day, it is part of our industry. These are the products that we utilize. And I think it's a benefit to make a few of those videos here and there. Don't completely flood your channel or your Instagram with them, but make a few of them. So your customer also realizes, Hey, this guy actually tests the products that he's using. He wants to see exactly what is better than the other and what he's exactly using on my car at the end of the day. And, you know, and and here's, here's, I, love, I love that idea. And it's a great thought that it shows my customer. Nick, have you ever had a customer that's asked to know if you tested a product? No, no, no customer, no customer of mine. We're a fairly large company. Uh, gives a rip about the products, the polisher, or any of that. They care about you getting results. And where a lot of guys get mixed up is, is they think the products define their business somehow. You'll see it on people's shirts. You'll see it hanging in their shop. We've discussed this before on this podcast. And here's where I come out on it. The this versus that content uh, is an algorithm play on YouTube. That's exactly what it is. They know it's a very, very cheap way to get views to their channel. And here's the funniest story about this versus that. One of the guys, this was forwarded to me by a blender. Uh, for those that don't know, that's the people that make products in the detailing industry. And he goes, look at this guy's channel. He did this sealant versus that sealant. He goes, and he said one lasts longer than the other. He goes, we make both of those products, same exact formulation. The only thing that's different is the different dye of the product. But this guy had a scientific testing of the product and said one lasted longer than the other. Exact same product from the blending company. So do I think there's value in that other than cheating the algorithm and getting views? I don't see it. Uh, I see it as kind of a play of, I know I can get YouTube views if I do this versus that because the algorithm feeds into that right now. And sooner or later, Google will change that algorithm and this right, versus that content will go away. So, so, but what Zai's done is he's trying to do 
separate businesses, I think, or did you put them all in the same? I'm working on that. I am working on that. So going back to what Nick said, you know, cheating the algorithm, I, I wouldn't necessarily describe it as cheating the algorithm because it is the algorithm. Google's main priority and YouTube's main priority is to provide the exact content that their viewer or their customer at the end of the day, which is the researcher, the person that's typing in what they want to see as a result on their platform. And typically most people want to see befores and afters. Now going back to the previous podcast we did together, Marty, which was maybe almost about five to six months ago, I believe back then I was doing a lot more reviews and how to's more reviews. Should I say per se, um, compared to every other video type of content I did on YouTube that has dramatically changed. Um, I don't do as many reviews and comparisons and the reviews that I do when it comes to products are mostly the stuff that I'm here using here at my shop location. So my customers understand what the products I'm using here on their vehicle, whether they care or not, at the end of the day, I'd rather play it safe and show my customer and be transparent with them. This is exactly what we're using. And these are results that you're going to achieve on your vehicle. If you bring it inside our location. So. Yeah. And again, I'll just, I'll just look at it this way. Um, it's an algorithm play. The people doing this versus that is an algorithm play. It's not an informational play if that's what they're doing six days a week. It's purely algorithm. And no issue with it. It's their business. They can do what they want. But we're here to help young detailers. I would tell young detailers that information is not helpful to you. And I just gave you a reason why. The blender in writing told me this guy doesn't realize he's putting the same product from two different brands on, the, on his test hood and you know putting it through these these tests and the other problem is is the testing uh you know companies that do proper weather testing on their products spend millions of dollars on a facility how in the world is a guy going to have a test panel uh you know that proves anything uh when companies in the know with actual money in chemicals build multi-million dollar testing facilities to do things properly to actually understand how long a product lasts or how effective it is. And so again, everybody's allowed to do what they want, but here on this channel for what we do, Marty, is to help young detailers. And I think that content is counterproductive for young guys getting into the business. And why would you say, cause Zai, when, when you got into it, you wanted to put that out and you said you transitioned. I'll ask you why on that in a second, but when you were doing that originally, what was it that made you want to do it? It was fun. You know, I, I, it was fun. I want, I was experimenting with products anyway, so might as well not put it on video right now. Going, going back to it also taking consideration that if you get good at this and you get enough views and enough subscribers, you're making money on it at the end of the day, yep. my products in this shop location are completely paid for by YouTube. Yeah. How, how big of a Bingo. benefit is that when it comes well, to on. running and, a business, and, and, right? And by the way, get, guess what he just said was the key there. It's a money-making endeavor. It so is. if you if you do this versus that, it's not about actually having proper testing. It's about making money. So that understanding the game is what we said last week when we talked about. Well, you got to do proper testing if you want to make money. I would listen, think. Nick, yes, Nick, I, I I know where you're coming from, and I'm I'm I think you're a little irritated when it comes to certain. YouTube channels out there. I completely agree with you. Like you said before, there are guys that got in this early enough and did the 
BS, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, figured out the algorithm and made their hundred thousand subscribers and the money and all this stuff and everybody. And they tell everybody that they're professional detailers. But let's be honest with each other. We've never seen them detail a customer's car and they have the same vehicle, which is probably their family vehicle or their vehicle on their YouTube channel every single time. I understand that. But I stress this so many times on my YouTube channel. I am not one of those people. I am a certified professional detailer. This shop is my shop. I have a mobile unit as well, which is my mobile unit. You were talking a bit about this earlier. And <clears throat> excuse me. When I put out reviews, when I put out how-tos and, and, and videos on uh, any platform that I, that I put videos on, it's with full transparency and integrity on all levels. You know, whether I'm being paid for for a video, which does happen once in a while, I even talk to the manufacturer, listen, this is what I like about the product, this is what I don't like about the product. And I'm not gonna BS my viewers when it comes to your solution. So I'm putting it out there whether you like it or not. You want your money back? Awesome, here you go. But if you don't, you want me to put it out there? Cool, great. Good marketing, bad marketing, it's still marketing for a lot of companies, so I still proceed forward with it. But, you know, like I said before, there's guys out there, you know, I'll name a name, Wilson's Auto Detailing. He's, he's done plenty of videos saying, oh, how to make 100,000 plus dollars on detailing cars. Listen, I'm making as much content as he is, probably even more. I mean, not, not even as much, excuse me. And I'm running a business, and the guy, I... I don't understand what the videos that he makes, like where is he detailing all these cars, you know? Why is it the same Mini Cooper every single Luke's, time? Luke's a super nice kid though, man, I mean. He is, I met him in person, I yeah. met him in person. But hold on, hold on, far, far yeah, too often. Lucas said though, he wants to do it for, he specifically wants to go that way. He's not even trying to run a detail business. So I understand. Hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on but, but Marty, is that that's why we use that's why we use the words last week. Young detailers understand the game that's being played. Yes. Then you can make decisions. Because I'm telling you, there's nobody doing testing videos, and I promise you this, that's properly testing products in a scientific way. It does not happen. The biggest investors in our industry in the chemical business spend multi-million dollars on testing facilities. It's not happening in their garage on a test panel with some degreaser sprayed on there. Doesn't work that way. And I okay? agree with we you. Uh, 100% agree with you on that, Nick. When you, uh, if you look at my review videos, I don't throw a degreaser on panels and this and that. I just talk about the user experience, the gloss levels compared to some other products on the market and what I think about the product overall. Um, but you know what? I don't mean to like shout out at anybody. I'm not talking hatred toward anybody, but just like Marty said, I bring Wilson Auto Detailing because he's already admitted that, listen, at the end of the day, I'm not trying to run a detailing business. This is my whole game, YouTube marketing, the online platforms. Awesome. Congratulations to him. And he's doing great at it. He makes high quality videos. He has a great voice, a great face for video and audio as well. So that's awesome. That's killer. But just like Nick said, if you are looking to develop a business you can't always fall for, you know, what's better, Jet Seal or this and that from chemical guys and all that stuff. Yeah. Find a product that you enjoy using or maybe other professional detailers enjoy using and dial it in. And I've said this a hundred times on my YouTube channel. Stop, stop product hunting, you know? If you keep going through products, you're never going to dial your technique with that product in and you're never going to get the optimum results at the end of the day. So, all right, yeah, so and why did you... Why did you switch? You said about six or eight months ago, after we talked, you decided to go ahead and switch up. Why, why'd you switch? 
Oh, because of the conversation we had, Marty, you brought up some really valid points and I'm not, I'm not afraid to say that I'm wrong in any way, but you brought up some really valid points that I cannot, I cannot just keep doing reviews and, and comparison videos when it comes to YouTube channel. So what happened was I, I minimized those types of videos and increased the amount of how to's reviews. So basically showing people how to maintain their vehicle, how to polish their vehicle, even having podcasts on how to pick the proper detailer for you. You know, these are all subject matters that now we go ahead and talk about on our videos. And guess what? We still throw in some product reviews in those videos as well. Like we did with Anya just a few weeks ago. I show people how to correct the vehicle, but in the same time with the coding application, I showed the before and after for, 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 for excuse me, potential customers that might want to see a video like that, you know? So, and, and so yeah. I was going to ask, how has that been? Have you seen increase in customer interaction? Have you seen increase in business? Have you, you know, what have you seen increase because of that? It's, it's great. I think, I think it's surprising. I think the word of mouth has increased because what I do now is anytime I get a really, really cool, interesting car coming like the Viper or maybe, um, uh, the, the super air Natique I did uh, previously, which was like a 23 foot boat, um, with a hard water spot removal and correction, I make a full video on it. And when my customer receives the car, I send them a link to that video and guess what? They share it on Facebook. They leave me a review. They show everybody this awesome video that I made for them. And that just creates more word of mouth for me at the end of the day. So what it took me an extra hour, hour to maybe two hours of my time during the detail, maybe three to four hours worth of editing. But it's, it's a timeline showing people that this is the process we go through. This is how detailed and methodical we are with it. And these are the results that we're able to achieve. And these are the products as well, you know? Yeah. And, that, and that's the important thing. The process. Yeah. Uh, the process is what so many young detailers, when they look on YouTube, don't get out of most videos is the process. Uh, because, again, you have so many YouTube channels that are just doing products. And I get why they're doing it. I'm not telling anybody to stop doing it. I'm just trying to tell the people that listen to us that are young in this business the game. And it's a game. YouTube is a game. It's okay what, for what it is. Go find the quality content. The quality content exists. Is it a ton of quality content? No, not, not you know, things that are sent to me, no. But is there some quality content? Of course there is. And so I think what we get questions on all the time, Marty, is I watch this YouTube video. And inevitably, I click on it, and I'm like, why are you watching I mean, I have to ask the guy every time, why are you watching this? This isn't real life. I mean, he said Wilson Auto Detailing. Don't know the guy, okay? But understand, he wants to be online. He doesn't want to detail cars all day. Am I going to listen to him about how to build a detailing business? That seems a little foolish. For a guy that's never built a detailing business and a guy that tells you he wants to be a content creator. Well, if you don't want to be a content creator and you want to build a, you want to build a, uh, a detailing business, am I going to listen to the guy? I, I don't think so, okay? that would be. Again, my take on what I would do. And there's going to be people that disagree with my take, and that's fine. Look, we're going to create content for our business as well. I don't want people to think I'm anti-content. We create content now. We're going to, we're going to uh, ramp that up extremely fast for us. We got all the equipment, just like, uh, as I said, about his investment in equipment. I got no, nothing against content. I just want young detailers to understand the difference in content. It isn't about right and wrong. It's understanding. 
And I think so many guys get really confused because the internet does that to people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, going off of Nick, I think I think if you're really entering the game of detailing and starting to create, whether it be mobile or shop based or something like that, and you're in the beginning stages, like you said before, focus on the process, you know, and and also just focus on creating whatever type of um, environment you want when it comes to your brand. You know, do you want it to be premium? Exemplify that through your videos. Make sure you, you you start learning how to properly edit videos and stuff like that. Do you want to be you know found as the trustworthy, high integrity, high transparency type of person uh, with your content? Make sure you're showing everybody step by step what you're doing. You know, Zai, where can people where can people learn? Zai, where can people learn? You're you're deep into this, and I always yeah. make Marty say where he you know when he talks about podcasting locally, I always say. Hey man, you got to tell people how to do that. It's great to spit out an idea. Why don't you give people some helpful tips? And Zai, you've been doing this a lot longer than most. Give us some tips on how guys could learn. Yeah, yeah, for a video. sure. Um, first things first is go go online. If you're looking like video content such as YouTube, go online and see what you enjoy watching. Right? What do you like? Do you like Ammo NYC? Do you like that really high end type of um, really step by step detailed methodical type of thing that let's be honest with each other, not every single professional detailer ever does. Okay. Or do you like the quick how-to videos? You know, this is what we're doing. These are the results that we're able to achieve. Come check us out over here. This is our location or our phone number, whatever. And find a balance between those, you know? And that's exactly what I did. I found a balance between, you know, um, being methodical and high-end, but at the same time, you know, getting to the point real fast so people don't get bored. I'm actually using, it's a very simple software. Let me go ahead and pull it up real quick. Animatica. Um, and I could spell that out for you guys. It's A-N-I-M-O-T-I-C-A. Um, I use it on Windows 10. Very simple software. It has everything I need and everything that I don't need. Um, I could do all the transition, cutting, audio, all that stuff on there. Um, and I, Did you, did you self-teach or did you take like a beginner's online class or how did you do it? I have self-taught myself, but let me tell you right now, um, I don't recommend that. <laughs> go ahead and find somebody to help you out a little bit because it takes a lot of time. You're going to go through a lot of mistakes, which is perfectly fine. It's a learning experience, but it takes a lot, a lot of time. You know, Even a simple five-minute video worth of editing and stuff like that can add up to three to four hours if you want to get it done right. You know, um, So it takes a lot of time. Uh, again, equipment-wise, you don't need to spend all the money in the world. Buy what you need right now and step up to what you want later down the line. I mean, most people have a pretty good phone. A oh, yeah. Of, a lot of stuff they can do just use right off their iPhone. Exactly. The new iPhone 11s and 10s and even a lot of the Androids right now have great 4K HD capabilities at 30 to 60 frames per second. And that will do exactly what you want to do 80 to 90% of the time. Cool. Uh, yeah. You mentioned a gimbal. Uh, anything else yeah, we I should maybe look at getting? Yeah, yeah, gimbals, we, a little thing yeah. like this you can find on Amazon. Just type in phone gimbal. There's tons of options. All of them are really good. Um, this is yep. a Zayun Crane, um, and it comes in around eighty to hundred dollars, guys. Not too bad yep. at all. Gives you super stable footage. You can make some pretty badass um, promo videos with it too, if you yep. like, with your iPhone. And that's really it. You know? Yeah. I mean, for me, uh, I'll recommend the DJ, DJI Osmo Mobile Three. Yeah. Um, really pairs well with the iPhone if you have the iPhone uh, because they have an entire app. And so you shoot the video and right there on the app, you know, for me in my truck or for somebody just sitting in their office really quickly, 
I mean, you can really put some high quality content in the hands of a consumer. Where this came into play for us just last week was, I had a person buy a brand new Lincoln Navigator. They contacted us online. My guys were out at a Navigator right when I got contacted. I drove over to that team, did a whole gimbal shot of the, of the process we were using on the Navigator at the time. Within an hour, I shot and sent a video to a potential client off of a gimbal for a Lincoln Navigator detail completely tailored to his Lincoln Navigator he just purchased. Now, is that a luck of the draw? Sure it is. But if I don't have that gimbal, I can't shoot that content. I can't transition that guy into, uh, I believe about, I think we're going to do well over twelve or $1,300 worth of stuff to the car that he just purchased. I mean, that, that gimbal cost me 120 bucks. Exactly. That's, that's paid for. So like, that's awesome. You know, that little tool helping you out like that. It's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, and all, and people all, don't think light on their feet either. Don't think that every content piece of content is going to be perfect. Learn how yeah. to shoot a piece of content. Like we get a ton of conversations about interiors. I've told you because we concentrated on interiors 10 years ago. And so now with COVID, we get, a, we get all kinds of questions about interiors. We will shoot an interior for somebody based on the question that they contacted our company about. So because we got so many cars that we do every day, I can go out right on the spot, shoot that content, explain with my voice to that customer what we would do to their car based on their question. I'm not going to sit and edit that video perfectly. If I make a mistake, I'm obviously just going to reshoot it. But it's quick, two minutes, boom, it's in their inbox. And guess what? I didn't have some automatic email or anything like that. So we're getting yeah. ultra aggressive and ultra specific with our, our video content that's not even online. This is being directly sent to people's questions. So yeah. that's how we see a benefit. But then so, are you gonna repurpose them and put them out on YouTube? And that's the, the whole reason yeah, the, we're wanting to have this discussion is yeah, that, how do young detailers do YouTube? Yeah. So uh, we would definitely recommend throw as much as you can and definitely don't worry about if it's great or not, except as I already said, hey, it's got to be high proof, you know, depends on which way you want to go, right? If you yeah, want to. Yeah, it doesn't, it, it, it goes back to the old saying, you know, a good plan executed is better than a perfect plan never executed, right? It's the same thing when it comes to content. If I, I'm, I'm so OCD about this sometimes when it comes to like my promo videos for customers and stuff, get it at 80%. Try getting it 90%. That's probably going to take you way too long because it takes like me way too long. <laughs> yeah, just like the correction game, and put it out there, okay? And trust me, people are going to enjoy it. And the ones that don't, you get, you're going to get tons of dislikes. You don't know how many times people have called me a bullshit detailer or a fake detailer and this and that. I'm like, how many more certifications? How many more shops do I need? How many more cars do I have to detail to show you that, hey, you know, I'm an actual detailer? Yeah. But it is what it is. So and just that, and that those are the people not detailing usually exactly and those are the people not and those are the same people that are looking at Wilson Auto Detail and all these other guys ah. on YouTube and they're like oh, hey, look at Mar this guy he's hey, amazing that's Marty's guy that's Marty's guy, that's Marty's guy. again no hate towards Luke man <laughs> great guy I met him at Steema he's a good kid and everything like that um, but going back to it go ahead and just put the content out there and just yeah. like Nick said it doesn't have to be perfect um, make sure people can hear what you're saying and see what you're trying to show them. And trust me, you'll be pretty good from there. So, all right, Zach, where do people find you on social? 
Um, yeah, you guys can just check me out pretty much everywhere. TikTok, Instagram. I know Marty likes that word, TikTok. <laughs> um, yeah. At Carnuba Detailing, C-A-R-N-E-W-B-A, followed by detailing. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy all the content we put out there. If there's anything that we can improve upon it, just give us a, a heads up and we'll make it happen. So, yeah. uh, Vegas.Rides on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Nick at VegasRides.com. If anybody has any questions, they want to put in an email form, feel free. Uh, like I said, you know, Marty and I, I'm always humbled by how many people call, call us, text us, email us. And, and, you know, some, some of them have bad things to say, but a lot of them reach out for help. And we try to tailor these videos to the kind of questions we receive. So can't thank everybody enough. Yeah. Thank you guys for both of your time. Really appreciate it. Zai. Well done, man. Thanks for coming on a real talk, letting us know your side and why you do what you do, Matt. So much love, man. Thank you so much. Hey, appreciate you guys. Um, it was great Thanks, talking man. to you. If you guys have any questions for me, feel free to reach out to me anytime. All right. Cool, man. All right. Thanks so Take much. Take care, guys. Man. Yep. Hey, detailers. Wanted to make sure you know about the community pub that we have every Wednesday night at 7.30, right after the episode. And normally you catch a little bit of live coverage of the episode on Zoom as we close out. Sometimes we'll get the question of the day in there for the uh, virtual pub, and uh, sometimes we'll get a little bit in there. So I uh, want you to hop on. So if you haven't downloaded Zoom on your phone, just go to your mobile app right now and download Zoom. And uh, you'll need a member, or sorry, you'll need a meeting ID. And that meeting ID is 918-800-1188. So your meeting ID for the Zoom virtual pub every Wednesday night at 7.30 Central is 918-800-1188. Hey, I look forward to grabbing a beer with you then. See you soon. Ah! <laughs>